0: Hello, and welcome to episode 161 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy, coming from Toronto, both mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. Again, Henny's in the loo. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you live in a renovated factory condo that the walls don't all go to the ceiling so that you can see all of the exposed ductwork etc lots of character but not so good when you want to record without having feedback
1: no because you can pretty much hear everything from everywhere in the place yeah but the bathroom does have a a wall that goes from floor to ceiling so it's it's (laughs) gonna do the trick (laughs)
0: is that is that is that because it's the only room that's like that just to keep things contained actually the other washroom does too yeah both bathrooms do but but those are the only places okay there are two things that first i need to do to speak to you about because okay (sighs) we had talked a couple of weeks ago about listening and phones etc and you had said about the phone and i had said yes i would agreed that that, that used to be a really big distraction for you and that you've gotten much better at it. Mm-hmm. And then to then there's two things about that because then there was a Sunday and I was like messaging you like hello, hello. And then like sending like um bit emojis with like, Where are you? <laughs> and I was like, this is really odd because it was like three in the afternoon or something and I hadn't heard from you all day. And I said to Phil I actually said, are you okay? That's the last one. I said, are you okay? okay?" And then you messaged and you said, wow, I was out with staff and I wasn't going to answer my phone. And so until, because I think I'd sent four messages in a row and you're like, I think I should look because somebody really (laughs) wants to get a hold of me. That's exactly what
1: happened. Like (laughs) I felt the phone buzz like several times in succession and I thought, ooh, I should probably
0: see what's happening here because maybe this is important. Yeah which it really wasn't. But anyway, Um, so anyway, but then Tim left me a bunch of voice notes on my birthday. And he was also chatting about that because the episode had just come out. Um, And, and so he's, he said that this goes back because you have had access to a phone ever since he's known you, because he's like, well, she had a a car phone. And I said, a what? (laughs) I, I did have a car phone. And he said, she never told you that I thought that is ridiculous and he's like she actually had a car phone okay so now we need to know about this (laughs) I mean there's not too much to tell I had a phone in
1: my car but why um that's a good question you know what Yeah, I don't really know, other than, like, it was something that my parents thought was important. Okay,
0: that makes sense, because you would not have thought that was important.
1: No, 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 And, like, when cell phones first started to be a thing, and by cell phones I mean, like, the yeah. cell phones that you actually, like, carried around with you and texted on and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I didn't have one for the longest time because I had a car phone, and so if I needed to get a hold of people, I could phone someone and... Like there was no need to have the cell phone or to carry the phone around with me. And so for, for a long time, people had cell phones Hmm. and I didn't even have a cell phone. And then, yeah, like, yeah, it, it, I was slow to, to get going on the cell phone train because I had the car phone, I guess. And I always, I'm trying to think, did I always have a car phone? Yeah, I think so. I think I always had the car phone from the time that I had my car. But I think it was definitely because my parents thought that it was important so that if uh, they needed to, well, probably so that if they needed me to, like, do something or go somewhere or pick something up, I could, (laughs) you know, and they could call me when I was in the vehicle, um, to, you know, to get me to do something. And
0: yeah, 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 no. Funny. Now did it come in like a little bag that like it would plug in and then you would unplug it and then you could carry it around? Like no did you, the no you left like the
1: car? It, yeah, it stayed in the car. It stayed in the car. So the, the the first car phone that I had, like, it was mounted in the car. And you could unplug it because I think what I sometimes would do, like, depending on where I was parked. So, like, for example, if I was, like, parked downtown in a Green Pea parking yeah. lot or something, I would have unplugged the phone and put the phone into the glove compartment. Yeah. Just so that the phone wasn't sitting out there. But most of the time, the phone just lived in the in the dock in the car so yeah, funny. and like, and that phone didn't do anything like other than like, it was legitimately a phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the second car phone that I had, that car phone did have the ability to text like, but the old school texting where you had to like, uh, press the button one time or two times or three times, depending on what kind of letter you wanted. Mm-hmm. Did you ever text like that? No, I couldn't
0: text. Do you think I could? Fi- like, you know me. Seriously. So,
1: Thank yeah. You so,
0: for even asking me the question and not making it. So, that.
1: so I didn't do it well because I didn't like it wasn't something that I had done before or that was yeah. really something that we were doing. Like, I guess a lot of it comes from your family, right? Because my parents both had car phones, and so frequently, and because my parents worked opposite times, like my mom is a nurse and always worked nights my whole entire life. And so my dad would work during the day and my mom would work at night. And so a lot of the time that they spent together was talking on the phone while my mom was driving to work or driving home in the morning. Mm. And so I think that's probably why they got car phones in the first place so that they could talk to each other when they were in transit. Yeah. And my dad also had a pager. Yeah. (laughs) And so I remember like we used to, cause in the, you know, when my mom would, if my mom were working days or if my mom weren't, if my mom wasn't home or if she was, even if she was sleeping for nights, then all the kids would come home from school and my dad would be at work. And so we would have to page him to tell him, like and put in the house phone number and that was like the signal that we were home Mm. so that he knew that we'd made it home and, you know, whatever. And then we went on with our day. So, you know, so there was no, yeah, I guess when texting first started, there was no need really to do it because we had a system between us that was already working, you know, it wasn't until, it wasn't until really I went to, Like, and I worked in Disney World, that was after I finished university, and I was working down in in Florida, and everyone had cell phones, and everyone was talking to each other on their cell phones and texting each other, and like, that was the first time that I really even saw that this was a way that we communicate with each other right
0: now, you know? Yeah, Yeah, but you still had your car phone at that point. I did, I still had my car phone. Okay, but what year was this, Henny? That would have been 2006. That's ridiculous. I can t- tell you for a fact I had a cell phone. <laughs> I did not. I had a car phone. <laughs> <laughs> like the first time I knew someone had a car phone, it was when I worked for McDonald's and it was like the the like supervisors that would come from Toronto, like the they would have to travel around and they had one in their car. And then when they wanted, and it was one where if it it was a Toronto like exchange and phone number. Like if he, he could be in the parking lot and phone like Hamilton, if he was in Hamilton and it would be long distance because he could phone Toronto and it was still Toronto wherever he was. Yes. So, okay. 2006. I'm like, Lordy. Yeah. Lordy. 2006. Yeah. So, so I didn't. Oh, Brock already had a freaking flip phone. He was 15. I'm like 2006. My kid was born in 91. Both of my kids already. We'd already gone to Best Buy and got them phones for crying out loud. I'm telling you. I was a little delayed on the cell phone front. we were very (laughs) delayed, very delayed.
1: Lordy. And so, so the first, so I did have a flip phone, I did get a, like a, one of those Razer flip flow, flip phones at yeah. some point, that must have been after I came back from Florida, and so that would have been in 2007, yeah, and then, and then the next phone I had was an iPhone 4. So Then you went
0: it, into the big leagues right away.
1: It, yeah, yeah, jumped from nothing to the big leagues, yes. Yeah.
0: And, now, and you haven't looked back.
1: No. Nope. <laughs> I <haven't looked> back. <laughs> and don't intend to. <laughs> Although okay. I am trying to be better about putting my phone away yes. when I'm like having, you know, with when I'm spending time with a person. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay. So there's that. Okay. The second thing is, is so, so we have this family wordle group. Um, chat. And so I was, every day I was like putting my Wordle into the family one and then my Wordle with Henny. And then I was just like, I'm just going to move Henny into the family Wordle. Yeah. So I've done that. So anyway, I feel a little before,
1: I don't know where your story is going, but I do feel a little (laughs) little bit bad being in your family Wordle group because it's like you and Phil and your boys, and then there's me. And I do feel a little bit bad because like, yeah, like, I mean, Graham and I have met a couple of times, but, like, he doesn't know who I am. Brock and I have never met, <laughs> you know, so I feel a little bit bad about it, but anyway,
0: continue. So, Brock, the first thing, it's Friday it's Friday morning, like, it's after he's picked me up at the airport, like, and then he's had a few hours sleep, and he's like, you must have just posted your thing. He's like, is Henny some sort of some sort of a Wordle Rain Man or something? <laughs> He's like, I get it like two and I'm so happy. And like, then she gets it in one. He said, every day. He said, I'm thinking, (laughs) oh, I'm doing pretty good. He goes, and then consistently, she's got it on the second try, the third try. And I started laughing, right? And I, because Brock's strategy, as you can see, is even like, he'll just put another random word in to get, to find out if there's more letters without really doesn't matter if if he knows that he's already has one letter in the right spot or if he's got one of the other letters he just wants to find more so that's why he often takes five or six times to get the Mm -hmm. the word right Mm -hmm. and and i know you don't do that phil doesn't do that i 50 50 do that sometimes i get frustrated and then i'm just like screw it i'm just gonna put some random word in because i don't understand why there's no vowels (laughs) (laughs) I mean, A E I O U, and sometimes why, but come on. <laughs> it was very funny. But he was, he was like, she's a sort of well, Rain Man?
1: As, <laughs> as long as he doesn't mind. <laughs> no,
0: he doesn't mind at all. He doesn't mind at all.
1: But it oh. is true that, and he's usually the first one to post it, and I'm usually the second. Yes. So yeah, he'll yes. post it. Yeah. And then mine comes right after. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh my gosh, you guys I are mean, so funny. I don't always do really well with it, but I but I frequently do. I'm pretty good at the game. You are. You are pretty good
0: at the game. <laughs> oh.
1: But but it's not just about being good at it, it's also about the strategy that you use, right? Like mm-hmm. if your strategy is always to use two different words right off the like right off the get go just to knock out a bunch of letters, yeah. you're you're never gonna you're the most you could ever, or the, the least you could ever get it in is three and chances are you won't.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So, yeah. but that's not necessarily a bad strategy either.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's really funny. <laughs>
1: definitely not a, definitely not a wordle rain man. Although that's quite, <laughs> quite a funny compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's chat a little bit about the power of regret. Shall we? Let's do it. So we talked about this book uh, by Daniel H. Pink called The Power of Regret, Mm, I don't know, like six weeks ago or some-ish, because you had heard an interview with this author on a podcast, Mm -hmm. and so you'd heard him talk, and so then I listened to that as well, and then – When WW released their Walk Talk podcasts through the app, one of the episodes was also with Daniel H. Pink talking about regret. And so we listened to that as well. Well, now we have both read the book. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've got a bit of a fuller picture. Although I will say that between the Walk Talk podcast and the interview that he did on Armchair Expert that was a pretty good summary of what was going on in the book. Like there wasn't too much more in the book that was new information. Right. So, so if you're not interested in reading a whole book, but you'd like to kind of get a general sense of what's in it, Mm -hmm. I would say listening to the armchair expert podcast episode where he's interviewed is a pretty good summary. Yes, I agree. Um, there were some things that I took notes about though, when I was listening to the book, because it is interesting. Right. And I know like when we talked about, when we talked about it initially and we talked about, you know, regrets that we have and, you know, and, and for the most part, you know, both of us were just like, we don't really regret things. Like Mm we it's, you know, it's not really the, the first thing that comes to mind, like, you know, and if you say like, what are some things you regret? I, I don't have a list that I can, you know, name off for you. But as, as I was going through the book and hearing a little bit more about the, the reason or the benefits of regret, it sort of expands your idea about what exactly we're talking about when we're talking about regrets, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like we're not talking about, you know, um, Disappointments in life that were now, you know, that are now have been devastating, and we're, you know, we, you know, we're, our entire life is impacted because we're right. so upset about something that happened. Like, like that's not. I mean, that could be a regret. Yes. But that's not really what he's talking about when he's talking about regrets having power and regrets being positive and and beneficial for life, right? Mm-hmm. And. And I liked, actually, that's one of the things I wrote down, that he differentiates between regret and disappointment. So he said, disappointment is when something doesn't go the way you want it to go. Mm. And so you're disappointed. But regret is when we blame ourselves for something not going the way that it went. Yes, So, you know, there are lots of instances in life where things don't go exactly the way we hoped or the the way we wanted or the way that we thought it should. Mm -hmm. And if we feel like it was our fault, then we feel regret. Mm -hmm. If we don't feel that we had anything to do with it, it just didn't go our way, then we feel disappointed. And so he differentiated between those two things. And, And I think, you know, when we're talking about anything in life, but particularly when we're talking about health and wellness and and uh eating habits and food and weight and all of those things, I think regret does you know go along like it, it aligns well with these conversations because in a yeah. lot of these cases we do assign blame to ourselves. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, if if I overeat something you know it's my fault that I did it right I, I yeah. assign blame to myself now maybe I don't maybe I make a, maybe I have all sorts of excuses and I assign blame to other people like that's mm-hmm. possibly that too um, but definitely there's a good chance when we're talking about weight and food and eating and activity even and things like that, that, that we do have regrets because we blame ourselves for the things that we do or don't do or have done or didn't do or, you know, whatever it might be. You yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. You're, you're right. We, that, that, they, they do, that's, they both are interchangeable often. Mm-hmm. Regret and disappointment, but can mm-hmm. you not regret a decision you've made and then are disappointed in yourself for making that decision? Absolutely. He says "You know regret makes us
1: human and it can make us better mm-hmm. because he said, you know when we feel regret we feel that's a it's a negative emotion that we feel bad, but it helps us or the idea at least the hope with regret is that it helps us to do better tomorrow so we feel mm-hmm. worse today because we regret something, but we're going to feel better tomorrow because this is going to help us come to a different. Uh, way of looking at something or make a different decision
0: or follow a different path or whatever it might be right mm-hmm. yeah the other the other differentiating factor is or people are have have regrets about things that they have done and then opportunities that were missed mm-hmm. and those are very different mm-hmm Right, because one the the ones where you've actually made the decision and you regret the decision is a it's easier to learn from those. And people get past those easier than they do on the ones the chances that they didn't take. Yes, because you don't know what the outcome would have been, yes. and so you're left wondering, thinking it may be creating yes. something that that you believe would have happened had you made that but you have no facts to back it up Mm -hmm. at all. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He says there's a difference between at least and it's only. Right. Right. That's exactly what you're talking about. Right. If you do something and then you regret it afterward, there's always that sense of, well, at least something. Like at least I did this part or at least I, you know, stopped myself here or at least, you know, there's Mm -hmm. something that, you know that you can grab onto and that yeah. that those situations can make us feel better because we yeah, can see the the kernel of positivity within whatever it might be. And so that gives us a little bit of comfort. Mm -hmm. Whereas he said, if only scenarios always end up making us feel worse because, like you said, it's it's if only I'd done something, this would have turned out differently, but I didn't. If only this had happened, if only, you know, and so you're you're regretting a non action. Mm Mm-hmm right? And all these hypotheticals. Yes. You know, and that that's a, yeah, that, that's a really difficult thing to process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I also, um, wrote down that he said there are three specific benefits of regretting of, or of having, you know, feeling regret. So he said, first, when you feel regret, your decision-making skills are improved because for all the things we've just been saying, right, you feel regret because of a decision that you made. And so in order to avoid feeling that way in the future, you're smarter about the the way you approach a decision and the Mm. way that you make a decision so it improves your decision making skills he said it can also elevate your performance on specific tasks so if you're trying to do something and then it doesn't work out then you know you have to practice it more you have to do it differently or something so he said you know feeling regret can can improve your performance on a variety of different things that you're doing And then he also said that it strengthens our sense of connectedness. So I think that when we regret things, we're often thinking about, you know, regretting um, decisions that we've made or haven't made And how that impacts us in the world and how that Mm. impacts other people. And so he said often with regret, it is something about a connection to other people. And so it can be, you know, that can be a real, you know, positive thing that comes out of not feeling so great. Right. Yeah. It's always interesting when you can take something that feels really bad and feels really icky and negative and then turn it around to be something yes you know that has a positive outlook or a positive outcome you know mm-hmm. that it's that it's not it's not all bad yeah you know there's yeah. you know and I you know it's it's cliche I think and a little bit of a you know a, a cop out to say you know there's a you know, a bright side to everything or there's Mm -hmm. a positive thing, you know, positive kernel in every situation or whatever, but to a certain extent, that, that is true. Like the, the platitude exists because
0: there's some truth to it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think it is always best to make a decision than to not have made a decision or to, to, um, act on something rather than to not act on something. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is exactly what he he's he said throughout throughout his research mm-hmm. that they he found to also be true. He had people like you you could hear actual people's regrets, right? And so, yes. you know, he would say, you know, John 57, you know, Salt Lake City, Utah. You know, I regret, you know, and, and, and they're so interesting. Some people were like, you know, I was on a train in Paris and I sat beside this girl and, you know, we had this little conversation and I regret not getting off the train and following her to see. And this is for people who've gone on and lived their whole life married, had, you know, a career and family and they're still thinking about that chance encounter. Maybe it's, there's reasons why they're still doing that. So they either felt not fulfilled in the relationship they were in or, you know, they're at a point in their life where they're bored with something or it just seemed, it just seemed more romantic maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's interesting. Like I, I think about, you know, are there? There's we all have things that we regret, or would change the decision we made. But you know, I and I say this a lot. It's like you know, that I do feel like the decisions that I made at a certain time were the right decisions at that time. You know, yeah. now I have the 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 gift of being able to know more, have more information, be older, more experienced, and I might not have made those decisions. But there are times when you You have to make a decision you know and so it's a 50 it's a a crapshoot you know sometimes right you don't know how it's actually going to pan out Uh whether it's in a relationship a a personal relationship in a marriage you know um sometimes you find out the that it's the wrong thing to do immediately other things (laughs) other times it's a slow burn (laughs) and a build up (laughs) that is also very true
1: That is also very, very true. The, yeah. the last thing I wrote down was he had sort of a, a three-step process for, you know, processing regret and sort of uh. moving through it and, and for uh, taking the regret and then using it as something powerful and as something good. And so he says step one is relive and relieve And so he said, you know, you have to disclose it. You have to talk about it with someone. You have to write about it, you know, um, and you have to reflect on it without ruminating. Mm. So he's like, it doesn't help you to just like sit and pine over something or like go over something a hundred times in your brain, you know, like Mm -hmm. over and over again, you know. You know berating yourself for whatever you did or didn't do but he said you do have to talk through it or write it down or something like you have to get it out of you so that you can leave yourself of of holding on to it I guess Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And so he said, you know, in many cases that does require like sharing it with another person so that you're not the only person hanging on to it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but he said, even just writing about it for yourself is beneficial.
0: Yeah. And that, I mean, sometimes that could be, um, you know, apologizing to, to somebody because you feel bad about something you've said or done. Because and and there were a few callers that were you know re- that regretted like bullying somebody, you know when they were in in public school. And and actually some yeah. re- some would like search and reach out to them to apologize. You know, and I mean that that is all for yourself when you do that. It's not necessarily giving anybody else any comfort but that's the point of it is to acknowledge that you did it and to and just like you said to share it To yeah. get rid of it yeah. take some power take some power away from it right because as soon as you keep things inside I mean it's it, they, it it can it can feel bigger than it maybe actually is often yeah yeah often yeah do you do you like after like do you re- Beat yourself up a regret like choices regarding like food I
1: mean I think that if I think of regrets that I have in my life those are probably the biggest slash only like like I I don't yeah I don't think I I don't think I have regrets about employment decisions that I made or educational decisions that I made or you know, like like those or relationship decisions that I made. Um, but I do yeah, I think the regret that I have is always related to food. Hmm. Somehow.
0: And because ha- and-
1: either I regret, you know, not yeah, I mean I have regrets about not uh not taking it I don't even want to say like taking it seriously because it was always a serious issue but like I, I have regrets about not making changes in the way that I ate sooner in my life than I did mm-hmm. um, but then I, I also have regrets about like things that I've like eaten more recently that I'm like why why did I do that? Like, why did I, like, and, and so, yes, I definitely do.
0: But so, and has, has the process for you changed over time? Meaning, was there a period of time where you would really have a hard time getting past that without like continually beating yourself up? And if you did, did that then trigger the behavior to continue or to, to be a repeat of it because you felt so poorly about a decision that you'd already made? Like mm-hmm. I've already done this and so I'm going to just keep doing it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I think that I think that as time has gone on, I feel less ashamed. Um, but not like, it's not like there's zero shame. Yeah, <laughs> like there there yeah. is definitely some shame still there because if there weren't, I like I because I only ever eat poorly to ex, like eat to excess and eat, um, like unhealthy food when I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. And so there has, so there is definitely a shame attached to that because otherwise I wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. But I do feel less shame about it now than I would have in the past in that in the past, I wouldn't have told anyone that I'd eaten whatever it was. I wouldn't have, um, yeah, I, I would have gone to great measures to hide it. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas now I would have cried every time that I did talk about it. Whereas now, I mean, it's not that, it's, it's not that, um, emotionally stirring to me anymore. Like it's, I have gotten to a point where I'm like, that was like, that was a dumb decision. Um, I wish that I hadn't done that, Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily feel like I'm a terrible human being because I did. Like, yeah, like that's the change. Mm -hmm. That's the change. So, so why is it when I get into a routine of like overeating or eating crappy food, like why does that routine just continue? Why can't I just like do it once and move on? I don't think it has to do with regret or even with feeling badly about myself. I think it has to do more with the routine of it. Like it just becomes a part of the routine and that this is now, this is now the thing that I'm doing.
0: Yeah. And do you ever, do you negotiate with yourself? Like, well, yesterday it was this much and today it's, it's only this much. So it's like getting better. I mean, I'm asking because these are things that I know that I have done in the past. Yeah. It's like a negotiation kind of like talking to myself to make it not seem so bad. I feel like I'm actually making progress. Um, Talking
1: to myself to make it not seem so bad, yes. Pretending that I'm making progress, no. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but but definitely. Like, is there some negotiation there? For sure, for sure, there is. For sure. Yeah. It's interesting because, um, Tim was just making fun of me this morning, actually, because, um you know, I well it's, I mean, it's no, it's not a full secret that, that I really, through the pandemic, I've really been having a real struggle with the food that I'm eating. And, and it's been like, a couple of weeks where I feel like I'm eating really well and I'm feeling really good. And then it will be like the next month I'm, you know, eating something crappy every single day, you know, and, and then it will be like, okay, you know, I'm, you know, starting to feel a little bit icky need to get back at it, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm going to prep my meals again, get myself ready, get myself organized. Like, and it feels good when I'm doing it. And then like for the last you know, two years. It's like a a couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks of that feeling really good. And then, you know, like those little, like the routine of grabbing something sweet or a baked good or like something, whatever else it might be, like grabbing Mm -hmm. something that that I know isn't going to make me feel better, but it's just become a habit of doing it. And so, you know, I've really been you know, not, not at a weight that I'm happy with. And um, yeah, and just not eating the way that I like to eat. Mm. And so in the last, you know, month, I finally like, and like totally dialed in and feeling so much better and eating better and yeah. you know really focused on like super focused on the vegetables like and and feeling really good because of it and, and of course, you know, seeing the scale move in the way that I want it to move. Yeah. Finally, after two years of sort of like dipsy doodling around with the same 10 pounds, you know, now yeah. I'm like, okay, finally, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I need to be doing and feeling really good about it. And so then of course, you know, Tim said to me the other day, he's like, you know, he's like, you're, you're either like all in or you're not like, there's no yeah. <laughs> Like, middle ground with you. Like, he's like, when mm-hmm. you set your mind to do something, you're so determined and you're, like, getting it done. He's like, what is that all about? And I'm like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, it's just the way that I am. Well, this morning, he was making fun of me because, of course, he's been watching a television show. And he's like, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. You have to watch uh, it.
0: Of course. And you binged the whole thing and watched it all and just, like, In... ruined it all. So,
1: now there's going to share. You know that that's exactly what I did. You know that oh, I've I do, had because
0: you've done it to me,
1: okay? Because I've had <laughs> zero time to watch any television in the last week and a half like zero time. And so, in the last two days, I was like, okay, like I finally have like some downtime, or you know, I'm gonna like mm. put you know, stay up way too late on Saturday night and like watch three um, three episodes, you know. And and so, anyway, so I I had texted him late last night to say, like, okay, like, I'm this far, and, you know, what do you think about this? And he's like, I'm not that far yet. <laughs> of
0: course. I know. Tim, like, Tim I okay, feel like, your
1: pain. I'm like, but why? But, like, you keep bugging me. I, I don't mean bugging, but, like, you keep telling yeah. me, watch the show, watch the show, watch the show. I'm finally watching the show. I, how was I supposed to know that you weren't caught up? You know, and, oh. so he, so he's making fun of me because he's like, you just binge everything. He's like, he's like, and you do the same thing with the audiobooks. He's like, I, cause he, yeah. he's <laughs> like, I'll listen to like a little bit every day, like over the course of like a week and a half. And I finish the book. He's like, and then I'll be like, okay, like, you know, the book's free. Like you, you listen to it. He's like, and then two days later you're done. Yeah, <laughs> But like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about me, Sandy. Like I just... When I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it.
0: Oh, my goodness. It's like not, it's like every day you can get a little bit of pleasure, but you have to have it all at once, all at once. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's not good, though. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's
1: not. I mean, it's it's great when it's something that is beneficial and positive and helpful that you're like you know motivated yeah. and determined to do it and so you do it but yeah. the problem is that the opposite is also true like I'm equally as motivated and determined to unravel the good that I've done yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and so I don't know I gotta figure that out
0: no I know like today we had, we had a half of a walnut crunch. So we're, that's progress because we used to have one full one. And then we were like, well, we don't really need to have one full one. Let's just share one, which was still, you know, did not disappoint. No. Could we we have eaten a full one each? Yeah. Absolutely. But I, but I have to say
1: like, truthfully, like, honestly, 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 I don't feel like I missed out having only half
0: no well what would have been worse is if we had two and then we decided we'll just have half right now and then put one in the freezer and next time we'll have no, yeah, no. that you that would have that. been we, i could have like said mm, let's just have let's a just minute. have the other one yeah yeah yeah. The other. yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah and this is here's the thing about you henny even if you had wanted one if i had said that you would have been the bigger person to step up and say no we decided we we're only gonna have half yeah and we're not gonna have it
1: yeah, yeah, I would have.
0: Yeah, because I know that about you. But if you had said to me, let's have it out, I would have been okay, let's do it. <laughs> that is true. That is also true. <laughs> I am waiting for you just to give me permission. That teacher, teacher, give me permission <laughs> to do it. Yeah, yeah. But for me,
1: you're right. If we'd already decided on only half, yeah. then I, I'm not changing. Like I, yeah, because I'm quite rigid that way. In yeah. my thinking,
0: yeah, you are. Well, you are when there's other people involved,
1: <laughs> correct? Because
0: that obviously that does not happen when you're alone. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, never. But but it it must be that yeah.
1: I mean, well, it's yeah. I don't I don't even know what it is. I was gonna say it must be because there isn't a decision. It's not like I it's not like I've uh, decided uh, that yeah that I'm only gonna have half. I just no. No, jump when you, right in with both feet
0: and well, might as well have six
1: yeah yeah but, well, then, but then the question is but so then why didn't I make the decision like why didn't I make the decision that I'm only gonna have
0: half I don't know yeah
1: because I didn't want
0: to. No, exactly when you bought it you bought it with the intention of eating the whole thing correct or are you about two? Are you about two bags correct and sometimes I do that Sometimes you do that. Because you think and I ha- no, and when you and do and when I do that, <laughs> put one. yes, tell me. I also have the intention of eating them both. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're you decisive. You can make a decision. It's not the best decision all the time, <laughs> but you made it. It's you're right. Definitely not
1: the best decision. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. This yeah. Is dumb. And it doesn't feel good. Like it doesn't feel good to to overeat period but it especially doesn't feel good to overeat stuff that doesn't feel good in your body in the first place you know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but it's easy to do
0: it is easy to do
1: and then as my (laughs) sister would say regret regret (laughs) oh dear so so you know working through regret you've got to relive and relieve yeah step two is normalize and neutralize and so this Uh, is the step that's all about having self-compassion so right first have to normalize the fact that everyone has regrets Mm -hmm. everyone makes decisions that they're happy with or that they're not happy with Mm -hmm. and and then you have to you know be able to look at the situation, you know, from a neutral standpoint, remove the emotional feeling, like remove the shame, remove the guilt, remove the blame, like remove Mm -hmm. that from the scenario, you know, and and show yourself a little bit of compassion. Yeah. Which of course, as always is easier said than done. Yeah. And then step three is to Mm -hmm. distance yourself Okay. from the from the scenario. So he said, you know, it's it's um it's not good enough to just recount the regret like it's not good enough to just say what happened that you're feeling regretful for. He's like you really have to look at it from the perspective of an outside observer and that's the only way that you could see how things could have been different, like what could you have done differently or what, you know, was there another option? Was Mm. there a better option? Were there actually three options and you regret the one you made, but the other two, you could have regretted those two. Like you have to sort of distance yourself from the situation to see it sort of as the, like as the bigger picture. Right.
0: Three very good, like, like, those are good tips and strategies, I guess, to work mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Because some people do get paralyzed by regrets and they can, it's like spinning their wheels and they are never able to really fully enjoy anything because the regret they have is so big. And mm-hmm. I think that, that he said like the big type of regrets are relationship regrets. Yes. Education regrets. Yes. Yeah. That which are
1: big on the list.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I mean, and you know, I often like have regrets about education and, and that, but when Mm -hmm. I, when I really sit down and think about it, like I made other decisions, it really wasn't something that was top of mind, like that people weren't encouraging me to do. Mm -hmm. And so I can't even say that I would have made a different decision, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean it's all it's all panned out but yeah it's panned out as far as being able to have had good employment when like at a time in my life when i needed it that i was able to you know take care of myself but the other part of it with feeling not enough not good enough not smart enough that and i i can't i mean there's no guarantees that i would have felt any differently
1: No, but I think what you're saying is very true that it, there's no guarantee that had you pursued a different Avenue that you wouldn't feel the exact same way that you feel today having gone that route. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that, you know, it, it comes down to always that, you know, comparing to other people and other scenarios and other situations that, you know, what you did and what you've accomplished is never going to be exactly the same as someone else. And so if you believe that what someone else has accomplished is better than what you've accomplished, there's always yeah. going to be someone that's better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's that saying? It's comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. Comparison something like that. Yeah. That is it. That is that. it. Very true. It, it, it was, uh, I mean, I I did enjoy it, but I think you're right. You could just listen to the podcast and really get a good feel for what the book was about. I think so. Yeah.
1: But I mean, the book was short
0: and a quick read as well. So it was. And so as you, I I feel, Tim, I'm sorry to say, but when I have an audio book, if it's a good book and it's only like six to eight hours, (laughs) I have been known because I have a lot of free time. (laughs) That I could I could listen to a book in a day, if it's a short one, and I I don't listen to it as fast as Henny. That's the other thing, Tim. What speed do you listen? Because Henny's like at one point seven five on some people's voices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it only works if they have if they speak slowly because mm-hmm. otherwise, how would you even catch anything anybody's saying? One point two five I find is okay, and even I to be honest with you. Um, it was the, the book that we both have just recently listened to that Tom Hanks narrated. Mm -hmm. Delightful book. The Dutch house. Wasn't that a delight of a read? Loved it. And I, because he really makes you feel like, like he is that person. Like it just brought the whole thing to life with his enthusiasm and his voice, um, but I listened to it at one point two five and didn't notice that he, it was anything weird about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now what okay. speed did you listen to him at? Uh, one point six. Fuzzy peanut.
1: <laughs> um, so. What? OK, let's talk about the Dutch house for a minute, because okay. if people are looking for just like you just you just want something fun and fictional and you want to just read something that's going to be an enjoyable read. Mm-hmm. You've I mean, the Dutch house, yes. you got to pick it up. So so, Sandy, how would you describe it to people?
0: Mm. It was a story about a sort of a dysfunctional family. From from the youngest child's perspective, mm-hmm. from a child's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, trying to understand adult decisions and filling in gaps about a mother that had always been missing from his life. The mother had left and he had no recollection of it with a mm-hmm. sibling that was a few years older and a father that he always, that both kids felt that they had, they could never be good enough for. They were always looking for his approval.
1: Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah.
0: a really good, that's a yeah. really good little summary yeah but with twists and turns because of the dynamic in the sister even though she was older and then she was diabetic and so even just him not un- fully understanding what that meant as a because he was so young and and that you know it was it was part of it was kind of like you kept saying to me before I even started I'm not sure where this is going but it's delightful I'm mm-hmm. still not sure where this is going I'm not sure where this is going and it it did her such a good job of it coming full circle. Yeah. But it jumped ahead at one point really quickly, really far ahead. Yeah. And then came backwards a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyways, it reminded me a lot of my mother-in-law's story. Because her, but her mother had, had died when she was very young. There were three three sisters. The father remarried and the, the new stepmother didn't really want them, right? And so they they were sent away. So it what that's not exactly what's happens in this, no. but it's but there are a lot of similarities. Interesting. And so the feelings towards the stepmom exactly the same. Wow. Uh, I just I mean I'm a
1: sucker for a sibling story. Yeah. Uh. As a, as a person with a lot of siblings, and with siblings that I'm very close to, and siblings that I do a lot of caring for, um, I love a story about siblings. Like I just, I, I can't get enough of it. And so, the fact that this story was, you know, from the, from the youngest child's perspective but it was really about him and his sister sister. yeah and and then you know navigating life you know it it was i mean it sucked me in from the very beginning yeah and and it's true i really didn't know what the story was like where the story was going uh, until almost the end yeah so and
0: it was but it was great yeah if you're looking for if you're looking for a fun little read Exactly. I
1: would. Exactly. Check I would
0: check yeah. 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 And it's good too because I find that a lot of times I'm listening to heavy books that are like heavier con Like. Content. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's
1: it's nice to have a little palate cleanser.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm listening, or I'm actually physically reading one right now that's called the Friendship List. Oh. Yeah. And so it's actually kind of like you know to two single women, one of them is a stay-at-home mom, or not a stay-at-home, she's a single mom, um, but both of them coming, get feeling that they're very stuck where they are. And so they decide to, you um, make a list of things to challenge themselves to to get out there. So it's like get a tattoo. Oh. Know, have sex with like a random nice looking man. Go skydiving. You know oh, So this is where the skydiving conversation
1: yes. came from. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Mm. <laughs>
0: now it makes sense. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um so anyways it's it's you know, it's, it's a very easy read, but it's been enjoyable. Like, like you said, like a palate cleanser, you know, just to it's, yeah, you know, I can just like pick it up and just read a before I'm going to bed and like, you know, reading a few, a few pages of it. And then okay. So it
1: skydiving is on their list and that's something yeah. that you have on your list as
0: well. Are there other things know.
1: on their list that are also on your list?
0: Well, not to like have sex with a random, like, yeah, like, yeah, that, that, no, not at this point. Yeah, my, no, thank yeah. you. Not, well you can, can never never say never honey it's just not at this point in our lives so we do do we are we looking for that but that could be Correct. on a, it, could, it could be on a list okay it could be but not There's, yeah they've not actually given themselves a a, a a date a hard date to finish and to see who accomplishes more and then oh, the other person has to pay for like a spa weekend away somewhere. okay it's okay that's fun yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What else is on there? Uh, what else have they done? Oh, t- karaoke. Okay. Um. Wear wear um a bathing suit in public. Okay. Uh. Hmm. And they're all like risk taking things. They're all risk taking things. Yeah. yeah. Or okay. One so of just so to even eat- wear clothing that fits her because she always has bought stuff that's two sizes larger than okay. what she normally wears. Yeah. That's a so good yeah. Anyway, and, and anyways, it's, it's just, it's, it's just cute. It's a cute yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds fun. Hmm. Sounds fun. Yeah. But nothing, I don't, nothing else. Well, I'll have to see because they, they add to the list as it goes on. Cause I think that then they decide they have to up the ante a little bit and oh. it's only at the very beginning, but one of them got a tattoo and the other one then said she was going to get it, went in and they, and they just like did a little test and she was like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this This is way too painful, <laughs> which gotcha. was quite funny. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Especially when it was only going to be like a little peace sign. You know. <laughs> in the first place. It doesn't really hurt. So I'm not really sure she was just being, you know, more sensitive to. Right. Maybe she just has <laughs> right. a low threshold to pain. Must but. be. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And is there anything that you can think of off the top of your head that you would want to put on your list? Like, are the, is there a risk
0: that you feel like you should be taking that you're not? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. I think the only thing, I mean, I would like to do skydiving. Mm-hmm. I really, really want to do one of these, like, all-women trek things. Like, I'm yeah. really, that's really high on a list. Yeah you know, um, just to feel that sort of camaraderie and Mm -hmm. anyways, but other than that, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you're, you're a pretty good risk taker
1: in the first place.
0: Yeah. I, once I, were you, were you always? No, of course not. Of course not. Well, I mean, because a lot of those things, my weight would have kept me from doing those. Yeah. Yeah. It's either embarrassing it actually, myself
1: yeah either it actually would have kept you from it or yeah. it was something that you thought was going to keep you from it
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. and now now it's now the, i guess the risks now i are, i'm you know I, I i never took risks then i was like all in for trying anything and now i've got to the point where ooh because i need to make sure that i don't actually injure myself because yeah things are starting to hurt and I have to be more mindful about like, yeah, it's like the, the, the risk and, and pleasure and, and analysis. <laughs> yeah. You gotta find a little bit of a balance. There. That's right. Like if I do this, this could happen. Like this is about that. So regrets tying right into this. Okay. <laughs> like if I could regret the decision I made because yeah. I made it and now I can't do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. 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 Yeah right so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. I think that becomes this year was a really tough birthday for me because I feel like I'm super close to 60 which because I am but mm. do you know what I mean it was just yeah. like yeah. yeah and I don't think I don't like seven's not I don't like the number seven that much okay. so then you put 57 and I, I think I'll feel better at 58
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> even though even though logically that makes no sense
0: yeah yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I have another Wendy's story so you remember last time when I was here and my mom yeah. and I went to Wendy's and then you know we had ordered like two chilies we were going to share a baked potato and then yeah the, a soft drink so then the guy gave my mom for seniors and then he didn't charge me either and I was like oh okay well I'll save buck 99 and whatever Do and it, so yeah so we went the other day and we ordered stuff and then i bought i ordered a drink and i saw her punch it in for buck 99 i was like oh and i said to my mom are you sure you don't want one she's like yeah okay i'll have one so anyways i said oh it's seniors yeah okay fine so i was like hmm, i wonder how old the senior is then two women came in and i heard them asking and she says oh 55 and i'm like what in the actual hell? Now I feel like I just paid two bucks and I could have got it for free. I'm two years over that. Why? And my mom says, well, why didn't she? I said, because they won't ask. That's no. I no. need to be more of an advocate. Is there something for seniors? How old is it? Let me yeah. see if my age actually fits within that range. And then I will just like, yes, give it to me. Anyway, <laughs> That's the point of my life I'm at. I'm, I'm like, I used to feel offended and now I'm just like, is it free? That's I'm it. Surprised. Yeah, i will take it yep, uh, yep all yep, in yep. like all in <laughs> all in <laughs> anything to save a buck and it's a deal i'm all I'm all over that you know that i am right behind you do <laughs> you know how bad i am i actually have like on instagram like the costcofinds.ca finds.ca and I have actually, like, said to my mom, oh, mom, these pajamas are on sale. If you're at Costco, could you buy them for me? But they're only on sale until this date. (laughs) From Peru. Can you go pick these up for me? You're ridiculous. (laughs) I've also saved her money on stuff that she's bought. And then I said, hey, do you still have the receipt for those curtains? Because now they're $7 off. I mean, you know, Well done. Well done.
1: oh dear all right sandy we gotta wrap this up <laughs> all right missy it was uh, great to chat to you about about regret yeah <laughs> and you know what i do not regret is that half of a
0: walnut crunch that we just had and you know what else i am not going to regret Yes, next Sunday when we go and have Baskin-Robbins ice cream. I'm not going to regret that either.
1: (laughs) Me neither. Bring it (laughs) on. (laughs) All right. Well, to everyone who is listening to us, thank you so much for for being a part of our silliness. And we'll catch you next week.
0: All right. Take care. See you in a minute once you come out of the loo. (laughs) Okay. bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.